But I want to share the Word of God with you today because I believe that like never before we're in a position to where we're going to have an opportunity to do some great things. So never limit yourself and say, this is what God's going to do, and that's what God's going to do. You don't know what God's going to do. I don't limit him, and I never put God in a box and say this is the way he has to perform. Because once you do that, you've made a big mistake with the Father. But we live in a time when people truly, if you look at it, they've lost what I would call faith. They've lost faith and, and, and trust. Across the spectrum, especially in government, and some in their home, they've lost the faith. They've weakened themselves by their lack of trust. We've weakened ourselves. Matter of fact, have you ever heard someone say, I know you would never say it. Have you heard someone say, I just don't trust anyone anymore? I've said that a few times. I said something to somebody this week I was meeting with. I said, if you let me down, if you hurt me, that's the last straw. You know why? Because there's some people that you have a lot of faith in. And you don't want them to let you down. Because it hurts. Have you ever had, a, ever had someone just let you down? But then I want to tell you, I want to talk about hope today. I want to talk about it's now that we can accept something through Christ Jesus and we can be successful. How many people want to be successful? Turn to Romans 8, chapter, verse 28 through 32 in the, new, in the NIV. And we know, here's our hope. And we can have it now. Everybody say now. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those that love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. If you've been called according to his purpose... Get ready. Good things are coming your way. And he's going to guide you into, to, I believe, greener pastures. Verse 29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. He wants us to be like Jesus, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, talking of Jesus. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. That means you didn't earn it. He did it. He gave it to you. You didn't go through school to get it. You accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. You accepted the power of the Spirit in your life. And he's telling you what's going to happen here. He's saying he's justified you and glorified you. Now watch this. Verse 31, what then shall we say in response to this? If God be for us, if God be for us, then who in hell can be against us? Oh, that's not in there, is it? Well, the truth of the matter is there's nothing in hell can stop you as long as you've got the Lord on your side. Now watch this. Verse 32 is very key for you Christians and for those that want to know more about Christ, listen to this. He who did not spare his own son. Who was that, Randy? That was God, the Father. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for a few of us. For who? For us all. 
how will he not also along with him graciously give us some things? All things. That's the good news. Because the Father did not withhold the Son. He offered the Son as a, as a supreme sacrifice. And because of that, he marked it and etched it into to eternity that he'll give you all things. He'll bless you in all things. That's just what the Lord does. So, but he gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Let's just go on the record here and say, God is for us. Say that with me. God is for us. God is for us. Hear me. God is not against you. As some preachers preach and they teach that God is coming after you, he's wanting to discipline you, he's wanting to hold you down, that is a lie. God is not against you, he is for you. And if he is for you, nothing in hell can stop you. So he who is infinitely, he has infinite, infinitely wise, he's undertaken to direct you. I'm giving you some good news now, and it happens now. He's infinitely wise. He has undertaken to direct your path, direct your way. You say, God's looking out for me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only is he infinitely wise, but he's infinitely powerful. All powerful. And he's, he's undertaken to protect you. I wonder... How many people understand how, how much protection you've had this week? I mean, how many? You, you, you could have been walking on the road and a car could have strike, struck you. So I'm wondering how many of us, we've been saved and we don't even know it. We've been blessed and don't even know it. We've been protected and don't even know it. He's infinitely powerful and he says, I'm going to protect you. And he who is infinitely good has undertaken to save us, to save you. And that happens now. So what are you saying, Pastor? Nothing the enemy can construct, Tony, nothing the enemy can construct will be able to overthrow you, to overpower you, or to conquer you. Because why? Because God is in the fight to win the battle. Matter of fact, he's already won the battle. If the Lord is on your side, you've already won the battle. You may not go where you think you're going to go, but God has a plan for your life. You say, well, I don't understand why God allowed that to happen. Listen, I never questioned God in my life because I know he knows what's best for me. Why? Because he loves me. You say, God would protect me? Let me give you a little story about a, an army, the Assyrian army. They call it Sennacherib's, Sennacherib's army. They gathered around Jerusalem, they're going to destroy the holy city. But look at 2 Chronicles 32, verse 6 through 8 in the New International Version. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Now, you've got to understand, they're standing there on the walls looking out at an army that's about to crush them. Here, they get up and say, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria. And the vast army with them. Notice they didn't get up, Randy, and say, there's, there's no army out there. There's no army out there in front of us. That would be a lie. They were there. And there were a few of them. There was a big army out there, a great army. 
He says, a vast army with him. For there is a greater power with us than with him. Why? Because we don't fight with flesh and blood. Watch. With him is only the arm of flesh. Now I can say that to you today. Now, he who is on your side does not operate with an arm of flesh. He may use the arm of flesh to help you, but he does not operate with an arm of flesh. So, with him is the only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Who's going to fight the battle? The Lord our God. And now that's true for you. He'll fight our battles. And the people gain confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. So let's look at what Isaiah says about the same, same thing. Isaiah says in 2 Kings 19, verse 32 through 35 in the New, Inter New International Version. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. Syria. He will not enter this city. And I want to say this today to you. The king of Assyria, and I liken him to the enemy of your soul, the satanic principle. Let me just go on record of saying, he will not enter your home. He will not enter your life. He will not touch you if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to take to heart what I'm saying today. I thought about this early this morning. If the Lord is on your side, get ready. Because the enemies cannot come into your house. He cannot attack your mind. And the battle is right here between your two ears. Don't listen to the enemy. And don't listen to anybody that puts those negative thoughts in your mind. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. There will be no attack. He will not come before it will shield or build a siege ramp against it. Nothing. By the way... By the way that he came, he will return. He came in this way, he's going to leave. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. Says Isaiah saying this. I will defend this city and save it. Now let me say this. He will defend your home and save it. Put your name there. He will defend and save him. That's what he's saying. You have to personalize this stuff. Because God is God. I will defend this city, put your name there, and save it for my, for my sake and for the sake of, my, of David, my servant. Why? Because God loved his servant, David. Now watch. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in, Assyri in the Assyrian camp. 185,000. When the people got up the next morning... They woke up to a lot of dead bodies. Why did God do that? Hear me when I tell you, it's better to leave God's people alone. It's best to leave them alone. That night, the angel of the Lord moved and 185,000 were, were, were left dead. Why? Because God defended his city. <clears throat> As God will defend your house. For a moment, let's look at our God and say, is he really with us? For a moment, can you imagine the possibilities if we really believed and walked in and understood that the faith in that statement? 
that God is with us now? Just explore the possibilities of what the Scripture says, that all things are possible. Not probable, possible. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Is it possible, probable? What is it? I believe it's a now thing. It's a now word. So if God is with me, if we're to understand this, we have to understand it's, for the, it's the true meaning for our life. That God is with us. Say that with me. God is with me. Just like, how many people need electricity in your home? How many people know you'd be a sad sack today if you went home and watched basketball and didn't have no electricity? You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't have no screens. We wouldn't have anything. Electricity. Matter of fact, you'd have no food. You want to throw it in the, I mean, unless you're cooking with gas and then you've got to sit around in the dark to eat it. But that brings up another point. Think about your car. If it doesn't have gasoline, it can be a car, but it doesn't go anywhere. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We were, we were created to be inhabited by the Spirit of God. Because we, He is, in fact, if you'll see it clearly, He is, in fact, our source. I wrote a song years ago, God is my source. He is our source. He completes me. It's not that I, I add God into my life as an appendage. He's everything to me. He is my life. Listen, I could have been really sick a few weeks ago. But God blessed me. He helped me and strengthened me. I mean, that's just fact. And I still stand on that fact. That God is with me. He's not against me. He's for me. The one who fights our battles. Who is that? God Almighty. If we will just humble ourselves and call on him in faith, nothing's impossible. 1 Peter 5, verse 6-7 in the NIV. Listen to this. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety. Oh, my God. That's the hardest thing for any of us to do. Cast all our stress our anxiety, if I'm hearing this right, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So he's saying, don't be stressed out. Let him hold it. Let him take care of it. Nothing's going to stress. Listen, I may get troubled for a moment, but I'm going to get over it. Because I'm going to say, God, look, I can't deal with this no more. Has anybody ever done that before? I can't deal with this no more. It's good. You did that. You, got, you have to say, God, I can't deal with it anymore. It's yours. My daddy was that way. He said, son, best thing to do is turn it over to God and forget it. Go to sleep. Forget it. Why? Because God knows what to do. He knows how to do it. Cast all, some of your anxiety. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So I want to ask you, do you understand the limitless possibilities there is no limit to this possibility. For you, in fact, are a possibility just waiting to manifest. You are. You're a possibility. You're a miracle. You're a tool in the hand of God. You're a blessing not only to your family but to someone else. When somebody says you can't do it, say, watch this. 
You'll never make it. Yes, you will. Because God is on your side. Possibilities, what do you mean? When we step from our reality, our reality, notice our constructed reality, from our circumstances, we step from our failures, and even we step from our successes into his presence. You have to step into it. Why would I do that, Bishop? It's all about being in the now. First Chronicles 16, 27 in the King James Version. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Psalm 16, 11, That will show me the path of life. Why do I want to be in his presence? You'll show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I don't know about y'all, but that sounds pretty good to me. So look at the possibility if God is with you. Just look at it for a moment. In healing, I'm healed. I say this often in prayer. In healing, I'm healed. In salvation, I'm saved. In deliverance, I'm delivered. Thank you, God, for being with me and making me whole. I say it all the time. I thank him for being with me. What can God do for you now? God can magnify your He can magnify your ability and strengthen your inabilities. God can take what you do not have and teach you by His Spirit to, to obtain and to achieve. Listen, there's things you don't know. But if you lean on the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, He will. He will teach you. There again, my father used to say if he got caught up with a complicated something he needed to do, he'd pray about it, ask the Lord to give him the wisdom. He said, I'd go to sleep, wake up the next morning and have the answer. It's the way it worked. So I want to see the possibilities. I want to walk in the possibilities. If we respect God, hear me, mark this down. If you respect God, he will respect you. If we will honor his name, give him honor, he will give you a new name. It won't be Millard anymore. He'll give you a new name and it will be written down with new authority. And it will be written down in glory. Can you prove that? Oh, yeah, I can. Revelations 3.12 in the NIV. Let me prove it. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the, of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which is coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will also write on him my new name. Everybody's waiting for this new Jerusalem to come down. Now I'm going to give you some enlightenment. You ready for this? Either I'm right or I'm wrong. We'll find out. The new Jerusalem is coming down is the spirit that's inhabited the people, the church. That is the new Jerusalem. There is no such thing as them. Y'all have to. There's no such thing as them building a new temple out in Jerusalem. And they're going to burn. They're going to offer up a, a red heifer. That's not going to happen. Oh, they could do it. But God's not going to inhabit that. God inhabits the praises of his people. God is with those that call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no mistake of that. I don't care who you are. You can't get away from that. It's all about Jesus. 
How does it come down? It comes down from the Father above. And the Holy Spirit inhabits his people. Does it not say you, your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Does it not say that? That means, Floyd, you're a temple. We all come together collectively. We are the temple of God. Are you with me on that? That's your free part for today. I didn't mean to preach that. But we've messed up. We keep waiting for something to happen. God says it's happening. Well, I'm looking for something in the future. Are y'all want to hear this? Before I walked out that door yesterday and was looking forward to doing what I'm doing right now, that, this was my future. But now I'm standing in my future. And five minutes from now, I'll be in my future. And 15 minutes from now, I'll be in my future. I'll never live in that past again. The problem is we want to keep living back in the past. We want to keep going back and living in that which God says, leave it alone. Your old ways, the things you used to do that did not bring glory to God, get it out of your life, out of your mind. But more important than that, many people are struggling to, to live in the old covenant. And I'm not struggle because he delivered me from that. I'm in Christ Jesus now. You know, the Bible says, well, Kenny used to quote this to me. Well, now, Brother Allen, he said, taste not, touch not, handle not. But that's not what he meant. He was talking about don't you go back into the old covenant. Because you see, Jesus Christ fulfilled all things. You say, well, I believe you're wrong. Well, let's just say I'm wrong. I'm still going to heaven. Because there's no way you cannot go to heaven if you love Jesus Christ. No way. I, boy, I could preach right there. I'm not going to. Jesus. So hear me today. I, I want you to understand I believe in you. I believe in you. Matter of fact, let me go as far to say I believe in your dreams. You'll never hear me say, if you've got a dream, I don't know about that dream. I don't know. I don't know, James, about your dream. I don't know if I can handle that. Well, it's not for me to handle. Your dream is your dream. I mean, that's just life. So I believe in your dreams. I believe in your vision. I believe in your destiny. What are you trying to say, Bishop? I believe in your possibilities. And our corporate possibility together. But first, we must remember now, everybody say now, it is God being with us that causes these things to happen. If God is not here, we're through. If the Lord Jesus Christ is not the Lord of this house, we're finished. But the same thing goes for you and your home. We have to have the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, I'm, I'm worried, Bishop, you, you might be deceived. I can't be deceived if I'm following Jesus. You think Jesus is going to lead you into deception? Absolutely not. If we can believe that God is with us, then nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing can stop us from being great. Nothing, everybody say nothing. Nothing can stop us from being a great people. That's why Martin Luther King Jr. made it. 
If you'll follow him, he just kept doing more and saying less. Or he spoke, but he kept believing in the dream. He didn't sit at home and talk about the dream. He walked in the dream. Right or wrong? You may not believe it, but he truly was anointed of God to do his work. And I believe I'll see him when I get into heaven. I told you that I believed in you. But not only do I believe in you, Jesus Christ staked his life for you. He gave it all on the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his life so flesh, so flesh could once again experience the God ability. The God ability that we lost in the garden. Boy, that's a great word. I'm going to walk in the God ability. He said, well, how do you, do you think you are walking in the God ability? Well, he said, I could be. I could do that. I believe the Bible says I was created in his likeness and in his image. If that's true, then I can walk in the God ability. Jesus gave his life in the now. No, he did 2,000 years ago. Let me tell you, he in the now, he's still real. He gave his life in the now so we could come together as a people. Who is that? His church, his temple. And demonstrate that God is with us. And what he can accomplish in the life of a believer. And we can start today and we can do it right now. I'm almost finished. But you have to hear me. Stop underestimating yourself. This is for you. Hear me now. Stop underestimating yourself. You are God's child. Say, I'm God's child. And you were created in his image, as I said before. And you were created now. Not somewhere in the future. It's now. Well, I'll tell you, you know what? When I get to heaven, I'll have all those things. Baloney. You can have it now. Once I make it to heaven, all the things that I'm doing here on earth, it's over. I can do it now. If God is really with us, then let us go out and be his representatives of power. We must become, say I will become. We must become the Lord's demonstrable fact on the earth in our world. A fact that reveals this, what now? That which you have seen, observing me, or you, that which you have seen could only have come from the hand of God. It will happen. These things will come to pass. And it wasn't by luck or by chance that you're here today. It was because of God. It wasn't because of the arm of flesh. It's because of the arm of God. It was God's favor. What is, the church, what is God wanting to do? He's desperately trying to reveal himself to you today. Right here and right now. God wants you to be victorious. Say that. God wants me to be victorious. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be prosperous in all your ways. So if God is for me and he's on my side, then I will say this, get ready. Good things are on its way.